Hello and welcome to the UK Scriptwriters Podcast with me, Danny Stack. And, and me, Tim Clay. Yes. Uh, I introduced myself, Danny. Thanks. Well, if you, if you want. No, I did. You know. I did want to. Uh, yes, it is the UK Scriptwriters Podcast. Do you know what? Each word in the title sums up what this is. No logline required. It's all in this high concept. <laughs> it is the UK Scriptwriters <laughs> Podcast. It does what it says on the tin. So, uh, w- uh, welcome to you UK-based script writing people who like to listen to things um you know you've been with us a long time now yes uh, we, we, more than a couple of years so thank you for sticking with us and if you haven't welcome welcome, welcome to your new your first one if this is your first one we usually meet once a month just to talk about all things screenwriting we've been a bit slack recently because we missed last month yeah that was because myself and danny met up uh, anyway um, we live quite near to each other down in uh, Bournemouth on the south coast of England and uh, we were doing a local talk down here which we've recorded as well so that's going to be our next podcast is we've got a sort that's of a, a special substitute sort of podcast. Sort of special <laughs> special one but that's why we haven't done a podcast is because we've been meeting up anyway and having a chat and, yeah, and you were talking about different well. stuff and busy. I was talking too busy and the reason for that was you, regular listeners will remember that last time I was kind of banging on the desk saying I'm going to take a month off and oh, work yeah. on my own stuff mm-hmm. I'm not doing any of this paid rubbish because um, I'd sort of had a, enough you know and I wanted to just develop some new material I did that um it went well uh i I recommend that people almost i I know they can't everyone can do the same but there was something about having that special time put aside danny that really got me up in the morning got me sitting at my desk at nine working through do do you know what i mean actually chunking through it i had things done yeah i got i got loads done um started on the new tv spec worked on my feature script a bit more and also most successfully move forward with this inter- interactive story idea to the point now where I know that's going to happen. So big thumbs up. So I think, yeah, it's putting that time... A hive of productivity. Putting that time aside though, Danny, that's the thing. But like just, it could be a day a week or whatever. It's just that routine. It really does help. Just to clarify for those that don't know or who might be tuning in for the first time, Tim, Tim Clegg, is a BAFTA-nominated writer mm. uh, for a short film he did with Stephen Daldry years ago. Back in the day. Um, and has since gone on to write and direct a gazillion short films, mm. some of which have been w- award-winning. And yeah, few, some of which haven't. Some of which haven't, and some of which have <laughs> appeared on festivals or online or yeah. just on Tim's desktop, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm more of a screenwriter yeah. um, and have written for TV, most notably EastEnders and Doctors and, and some award-winning kids shows. Yeah. I've stepped into writing and directing, but not as much as Tim, obviously, with Tim's experience. No, but you're looking, that's your, goal, that's your move forward, re- isn't it? You're going to try and do a bit more. I am, because I liked it, and mm. I thought I did okay, mm. But I'd like to do more. But, and this is the interesting part, dear listeners, is that, you know, you're writing or you're directing or whatever, the fundamentals of understanding story... Which is you, what you we bring like with to you. I think, yeah, I think, I think, it, I think it, it helps, and it's something we're still interested in. So, uh, even though uh, the project I'm working on at the minute is destined for uh, as an app, you know, there's, it's all story based. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can bring. I've got to learn some new skills for that, but I'm also bringing all, all the classic storytelling stuff, Absolutely. characters, what's interesting, what isn't. Why do we care about certain people? Why don't we? How do we get emotionally engaged? You get your head around this stuff. It lasts your lifetime. You know what I mean? Technology comes and goes, doesn't it? 
Um, but uh, your storytelling skills are, are forever. That's why it's worth investing in them. Yeah. Right, that's a bit up its own ass. But there we go. Uh, we've got a sort of a special um, uh, uh, podcast this this uh, or a lazy one, depending month. on your point of view. I like to think of it as special because <laughs> special uh, you one. know I'm good at marketing. The um, <laughs> we were sent some uh, we were sent some questions by uh, Tom Winwood. No, he asked to interview us, and what oh, you said is us. send us the questions, and we'll do it as a podcast. I That's why it's it. a lazy one. <laughs> uh, but no, because the reason for that is there's ten questions. Yes. Um, some of them aren't so applicable, but most of them are for uh, any, any listener. So, uh, and also, I felt we'd have to debate about some of these. So, although I could give an answer and you could give an answer, I think actually kicking some of these around between us will be a and bit, some bit were, of fun. Some were specifically for you, and some were specifically for me. Yeah, that's fine because okay. you can quiz us about yes. those and that sort of thing. So, Tom Winward, um, who does he write for? Screenwatch.com or We yeah. Love Movies More Than You.com. <laughs> one of one of the two or both. Uh, yeah. That's who we're doing this for. Yeah, um, yeah. So we'll we'll include some links, whatever, when he when he does it. But he's also then going to. He he's he's on a lazy one as well because he's just going to link to the this as a podcast from those sites. Yes. Okay, well, I think he's going to transcribe. He's going to have that effort. A bit of both. So let's talk really quickly so he doesn't. Oh yeah, we'll try never talk to each other. Uh, well, question number one, Tim. Which okay. I'll fire at you. What is it about films that attracted you to the industry? Now, there's there's a funny question. It's hilarious because. Uh, what is it about films that attract to the industry? Now, there's two things. Okay. So, films, I've got a love of films, maybe less of a love than when I was growing up. It's on the decline slightly, maybe because I feel that there's, it's lost a little bit of energy recently uh, as an art form, but I think it can come back. Uh, that love is totally separate to the industry. So, you can have a love of the films but not of the industry. You can have a love of the films and the hatred of the industry, can't you? So, in a way, that's a, a skewed um, uh, question. But what... Um, well, it's interestingly phrased, isn't it, in terms of it was, attracted you to the industry? Yeah, because I think you can be in the industry and not love films. Even. Mm, well, yeah, there's plenty of people like that around. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, because the industry is totally divorced from the magic of cinema, if you see what I'm saying. Mm. However, I like the question because... I feel I'm trying to stay true to the love of the films and the love of the stories. So I'm happy to do stuff outside the industry, as you know. A lot of my stuff is outside the industry. It's self-funded and crazy schemes, low budget, that kind of stuff. Because actually I'm one interested in stories and interesting things rather than um, propping up a distribution part of the industry or whatever. Do you, do you know what I mean? Um, but what really, I suppose... The question is also indicating what was it that kind of got me interested. Got you in, yeah. Um, I think it was about exploring the the things that people were talking about. So I grew up in a small town, whitey, <laughs> you know, middle class. Right. Um, uh, there wasn't much diversity in this location. Um, uh, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty narrow range of types of people. Uh, so if you've got Woody Allen in New York, you've just not seen anyone like Woody Allen. You know, you've not seen anyone like the Marx Brothers. You've not seen anyone like, uh, or whatever, you know. 
Um, you've just not seen those quick talking guys. You've not seen the Jewish comedian type guys. You've not seen Richard Pryor. You know, so uh, it was just um, it was just kind of wanting to experience those different ways of thinking about the world. That's what that's what got me into it. Sounds good. What about you? I think it comes from a combination of what you're talking about in terms of love of story and love of film mm. and then the love of um, the industry in terms of when I was a kid I saw quite a lot of Hollywood documentaries or Hollywood kind of behind the scenes things oh, yeah. which I was completely seduced by. Do you really... mean, when you say that, do you mean the proper like history of cinema or are you talking about the making of Smokey and the Bandit too? It, uh, they were kind of almost retrospectives, uh, the, you know, making Gone with the Wind and things okay, like that. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. But I was completely... And I think mm. my parents were quite interested, and my mother especially, I think, was um, very interested. There was a weekly show on that's just celebrated 20th Century Fox films for some mm. reason, and I remember I never missed that. Mm. So it was that, and you know, the, I remember the first film I saw was Evil Knievel Rides Again or something like that. It wasn't Bambi or anything, all those big trendy people say, it was oh, Evil right. Knievel. And it was okay. rubbish, but I was, it was fantastic when I was a kid. Right. So I was just wanting to be a part of that. And you know, what dip, what's the difference, I think, Tim? You know, when you go to the cinema with your friends, mm. especially as a teenager, and you all come away thinking that was a great film, I really enjoyed it, and then they forget about it. In terms of they just get on with their lives. Yeah, I'm like still thinking about the characters. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and still kind of reliving the the joy of the story or or the sadness or whatever it was. Yeah, I'm really thinking hard about it because, and then bringing it up, people are going, yeah, well, that was. Oh, well, I had a kind of a collection of friends that were more like your talk, you know, more like you. So in that way, you kind of geek off. All right. I did yeah. <laughs> but I always knew, I mean, from an early age, I was but, like, but I what, want to work in the media, lot, I want to work in the industry. But a lot of people do do that, that they have those thoughts, Danny, that you've had, and then they don't follow that through to mm. working in the industry. Exactly. I don't know if I would even count myself, I don't even count myself as really working in the industry, but I've continued it as an interest, let's yeah. just say that, and a big part of my uh, life. Um, what, why, did you, why did you do the same? Why did you, how did that come about? Because, you, you know, you could have done something else with your life. Well, the most fateful thing I ever did was a simple question to my careers guidance officer in Ireland when I was 17 or 18. Because coming from a humble Irish Catholic background where you're just ridden with guilt and you know your place, mm. the thought of actually achieving something in the media industry is just beyond, yeah. you know. Unless the devil's know, industry. Know your place <laughs> and just sit back. But um, I was just, I was just idly thinking and thinking I'd love to work for RTE because that's the, broadcaster and you know so I just turned to her and I said miss how do you yes. how do you get how do you how do you get to work for RTE yeah and she just had a whole load of answers in terms of media and getting into the media right was that useful though what she said a lot of people found such advice not useful in the past yep I don't remember her specific advice but it was um it was useful in terms of giving me the focus to go you know I could make this happen it, t it still took me three more years before I actually did something about it uh, where I got a job as a runner Mm. And then I did some film reviews, which I've posted online. You can see them. Yes, I've seen um, those film reviews of me. I, I recommend that. It's uh, hilarious. Recommend that only for the most hardiest of souls. But it's like, and people say, "Oh, you must have known somebody. How did you get that job?" It's just like I used that job because I used my common sense and I got yeah, in. Yeah, a good blagger though, Danny. Mm. I think I see you're a good talker to talk you into things. But, but it, you kind of. But it took me a few years because yeah. when I was a teen, I didn't have that confidence. 
No, so no. So it took me until my 2021 20, to go. Let's take a while. Okay, let's go for it. Let's take a while. Right, let's move on. We'll be oh, here forever, otherwise. God. Well, here's a good one. What exactly is the role of a screenwriter? To write for the screen. <laughs> let's move on. To make a good cup of tea. No, I mean... Uh, to tell a good story. To be the owner of the story, in a way, and to represent the story, sometimes. Do you, you mean the author of the story, as in like uh, You might not be the author. So, if you're doing an adaptation, you, 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 you're, you're not the author of the story in that way. And if it's uh, you're adapting a, a true life thing, or sort of biopic, or something, of course you're not really. That person's life is the author of the story. But what I mean is, like, those people won't be in the meetings when someone goes, why is this character, what's this? Do you know what I mean? So I think you're there to stand up for the sort of the truth of the story or something, mm -hmm. amongst the other pressures of budget, distribution, actors, and all this other stuff, you know. Um, so I think the role of the screenwriter, in some ways, is representing the story well, in let, those meetings. Let's break it down into two categories, okay? The spec screenwriter and the commission writer. Yeah. So the role of the spec screenwriter is to come up with a concept. Yeah. Then the characters yeah. and storyline that's yeah. going to expand yeah. that concept. Then maybe perhaps write an outline. Yeah. Or just develop it so you're confident enough to start the first draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you write your first draft. Then you take a sit yeah. back and you write a second draft. Yeah, but that's that's not, you're not answering the question, though, in a way, Danny, because you're saying what is the process of writing a okay. script. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. This is like what is the role of the screenwriter and beyond the flippant well, to write the script, mm. you know, let's look at actually what that role is. So, yeah, you're saying either it's, either it's the story god, yeah. if you like, or I'm saying if you've not gone that way or if you've been commissioned or something, you're the, the kind of the, the representative of the story mm. in amongst the other competing interests that go into a film. Mm. Don't know, whatever. Well, the, I mean, maybe role and process kind of go hand in hand sometimes. With, maybe with whatever. Because just to follow my second category of like the commission writer yeah. is to respond to the producer's brief. Yeah. To pitch an idea suitable for what they want, or to adapt or whatever. Mm. If it's a film show or or a TV show, and to write corresponding to budget and creative and realistic mm. parameters. And so you're working more as a collaborative team. So the role is different. Yeah. Um, but, and the process is different though. So maybe role and process. After our many years though, to, together going and you know being at talks and hearing other people talk and all this kind of stuff, you don't half realise that these role boundaries are so blurred. Mm -hmm. that, ev that no project is put together in the same way twice. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sometimes you're like, yeah, doing this little bit. Other times you're taking an idea from John and he's going to mix it up and then someone... Do you, do you know what I mean? So in in that way, it, it's hard because these roles are getting really blurred. What with kind of writer directors, writer producers, producer director, and all these kind of overlaps as well. It's not as clear cut as it used to be in the thirties Hollywood type. You know, monkeys in the shed knocking out scripts. You know, it's it's not it's not like that. Mm. Any, do you know what I mean? It's mm. it's much more blurred. You, you speak to anyone about how they got the film off the ground. And who did what? You find there's over, you know, all these overlaps. Absolutely. Anyway, go on, move on. Well, this is for you, Tim. Okay. How does writing for video games differ from that of film and TV? Because Tim's written quite a bit for video games. I say the I've said this before, and I've become more 
clear almost in my own thinking about it in that it's back to front so that's the easiest way to get your head around the difference so you've there's no, let's not go over film and tv you've just outlined the process okay yeah. you know spec wise yeah, yeah. you're coming up with it all and everything and then TV. games the other way around because they're not story driven they're uh game engine driven so you know what happens why how does that keep the player hooked what keeps them wanting to to play and explore more and then normally so these are generalizations yet again then normally you're almost layering then the story over the top of it mm. so you know if it's a driving game if it's an adventure game if it's tomb raider game you know that's about this that and the other and here's how it's going to happen so we're going to go there, there, there. And John's good at drawing a jungle, so there's a jungle uh, level in it. And then you, you've got to try and, you know, fit a story around all that stuff. So it's kind of back back to front. So it's a bit like someone's coming up to you and going... Like, again, it goes back to the old Hollywood things. We've got a set here, and we've got these two actors. Can you write us a little thing that could happen for them? Mm. In that way, it's kind of nice, because you're getting your constraints really clearly. But in another way, of course, it'd be a bit frustrating because you might have some cool ideas that don't fit the game design engine, so yeah. they can't go in. So yeah. there's just a back-to-front way of thinking, that's all. Yeah, but creativity, creatively, 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 it's still the same kind of reward. And it's, it's, it's the level, but it's a different thing because you're trying to do what you can with what you've been given, whereas your film and TV spec method is... Here's a blank sheet of paper. Mm. Right, Danny, it says for number four. Yeah. You recently wrote and directed the short film Origin. Let's just check that's true. Well, that Tom, is true. Tom, you insult me. It's, it's the award-winning Origin. <laughs> how, how dare you? <laughs> what was your uh, toughest challenge and how did you solve it? My toughest challenge with making Origin was post-bloody production. Right. Uh, which is the official, obviously, um, process. It's not yeah. post-production anymore. It's post-bloody production. Okay. Um, and that was really hard because with post-production, you're dealing with very expensive kit and machinery that has to be um, catered for. It has to be assigned. It has to be... That really is the time is money aspect, mm. is it there? All the other parts, production-wise, pre-production, is people's time. Mm. Which can be a little bit more flexible and people willing to help out with inanimate objects that cost a lot of money, like edit suites or sound effects and all that kind of stuff. You're still dealing with people, but the machinery has to be mm. catered for. And so f that was very difficult. Was it was it a challenge though, just because um you know you don't it was quite you know, it was a big old step up for you in terms of the scale. Yeah. So in that and, and including your post. So you also maybe did you not understand in the nicest way you didn't understand the full process of post so it was not only were you trying to cope with it you were sort of coping with coping with it exactly i didn't understand didn't, exactly what why I was are we doing, doing this yeah. Yeah. and it's technical specifications for things which mm. even mm. To, the, to this day i still struggle with mm. um and even when i thought I, my film was finished my most frustrating day, i nearly wept literally was you know uh the film hadn't been cleaned of the right. spots, you know, the, yeah, yeah. from the film yeah. transfer. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I didn't know anything about that until, and it was a good job she mentioned it on the phone, otherwise I probably wouldn't have done anything. Mm. She said, well, here, it's ready for collection, but of course I had a quick look and it, you know, needs the, what did they, needs a dust bus, right, it needs right. a dust bus, that's what her expression was. And I was like, what the, what, what? How do I get, 
somebody to do that? Yeah. And how much is that going to cost me? Because initially I was thinking, oh, it doesn't sound too bad. And then I had a look. And as soon as you, she brought it up, I just saw dust everywhere. Mm. And it just ruined the whole thing. And you just couldn't send out DVDs. No, no, no. So you had to get it. And so all my effort to get the film done was almost like wasted because, oh, I had, mm. there was another step. Yeah. And there's another step. And it never ends. I no. asked, even today, I asked you about transferring yeah. HD cam SR into a HD digital file. Um, and that's more expense. And yeah. And the film's already two years old. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but anyway, there you go. There we well, that's an interesting answer. It's an interesting answer. Good. Right. When you write and direct a project, how do you balance your duties? Timster. Okay, well I would say obviously they don't happen concurrently. So you don't you don't write and direct at the same time. Yes. So you can write then you can direct. Mm. That's the good news. However different hats. Different hats. However, I my my number one uh, uh, a recommendation for anyone that does write and direct is to get help with one or the other. So don't be a solo writer and solo director. It's just the path to ruin because who's checking this? You know, the audience will and then they'll go, I didn't get it. You know, it's, it's, it's no good. I, I, I've, I've tried to do it. I've done it. I've failed, if you see what I'm saying, a number of times in my own mind where I've you know, not really got someone alongside, like yourself, Danny, or whatever, to help with the writing, you know, really give it a good chat and discussion and, and hammer it around or get you to do a draft or something. Yeah. And or let's get someone in, like I've done before with, with our friend Suki, to be there with me on the day, directed. Because he can go, why, why, what's that? Why are you doing that? Mm. Bit of annoying at the time. Mm. But... You know, you can then think, well, what, 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 what am I doing? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So being on your own, doing both, is quite dangerous. Mm. So you can balance it. You can do it physically. You can do it. It's just you're going to be starting to cut corners unknowingly in one of the two areas. So I, I always say, try and get help. That's good. I'll ask you the next one then. What is for me? Okay. It says Danny. Tell us a little about the Red Planet Prize. How did you get involved with it? Uh, the Red Planet Prize is the screenwriting competition run by Tony Jordan's Red Planet Productions. Uh, Tony Jordan is a writer and producer for TV, Hustle, Life on Mars, made his name in EastEnders. Mm. Um, so the prize has been running since 2007 and has been a great success in terms of helping new writers get their break and it has... Um, the BBC One series Death in Paradise has come from it that's just a little background for you um, how it started and how it got involved how I got involved was um, basically I had the idea um, in terms of a screenwriting competition that genuinely helped the mm. winners or runners up afterwards rather than here's your prize now mm. You 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 wanted to make a prize that you wanted to win, if you see what I'm saying. Yeah, well, that's it, what it was, wasn't it? You were, like, had, you were like, where do I go? A friend of mine had won a really high-profile screenwriting competition, mm. and nothing happened for him. He got an agent, mm. but then not, he just you know completely got sucked up by the industry, forgotten about. And even I won a BBC Writing Award in 2004, and you're kind of flavour of the moment for a week or two, maybe a month. But then some people had don't. Mm. Don't even hear of the prize. What, mm. what is that BBC New Award? And you just think, come on, 
you know, get your act together, do do a little bit more hustle mm. kind of thing. I'm talking about the industry, not yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just thought the industry should be doing more. Yeah. So I just, I, email, I, I was lucky enough to have Tony Jordan's email, but I didn't know him. And I just pitched it to him saying, mm. what do you think? And he was, sounds great. Mm. Let's do it. And um, so through him and Simon Winston and now Kudos mm. um, Productions involved, you know, it's a genuine... Uh, passion and commitment to finding new writers and helping them and uh, it's been great and so even it's it's been great to such an extent that the runners up and winners are outpassing me in terms of opportunities yeah. and chance so yeah, I, yeah. you know I'm like hey what about me so uh, it's but, but it, it feels but I'll tell you what it feels like those guys are deserving of it yeah you know those are good scripts yeah so it's in that way you can't you can't fault it mm -hmm. you know you, you don't ever feel um uh, bad about those guys winning you know you're like oh that's good that is a good that is a good bit Absolutely. of writing you know so it's not it feels properly deserved i've got to so say some of the you won't you wonder about whatever flavor of the months and people being picked up on some other things yeah but um you know, with that one, it really seems to be about just trying to find whoever, really. Well, you know, yeah. It doesn't matter who they are, Well, age-wise or anything. Exactly. You know? I couldn't be more proud of the competition and what it does. Um, and also, it really, I think, reflects that the industry does work hmm. in terms of when it spots new talent. It's not that, well, it's, hmm. it's not that hard. It just takes time. It takes hmm. time and resources to kind of go, okay... You know, let's read the scripts and let's find yeah, the yeah, writers yeah. or whatever. One of the runners up from the first year, maybe the second year, uh, did an episode of Being Human recently. Right, right. And right. I don't know how the knock-on yeah. effects of that were. Yeah. But good luck. That's fantastic. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, what? That's amazing. Yeah. But it's, even if the Red Planet Prize didn't do anything in towards that, mm. it's just like, well, we spotted something in yeah, the writers, yeah, 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 you yeah, know. Yeah, 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 and yeah. so somebody else did as well. So it's not yeah. a surprise because yeah. the good people stand out. Yeah. Um, so there you go. Right, here's one for makes us feel old. How have you seen the industry change over time? I can't, do you know what? I can't comment on that because I feel outside of the industry in, in a lot of ways. So I don't know. What I would say, just linking in from your last one, it seems to me more closed than ever mm. to new people at the minute. You might disagree, Danny, because you know you're you're knocking on the doors more than me. Yeah. But it just feels like there's not. They used to just feel like the you know, you could send stuff off more freely and people would get back to you more freely. And that that seems more like don't send anything. It's like that these days more. Almost, well, a little bit, I suppose. Well, the busier everybody gets mm. with their you know amazing technology, well, the makes BBC, their life easier. Well, no, a bit of, it's it's because of cuts, isn't it? So BBC's you know having to cut back. ITV's under pressure, you know, the satellite channels are trying to find little niches and the production companies don't really ever have enough budget to have someone kicking around answering mail. Mm. And a combination of all those things means that no one's got the time, mm. uh, even if they have the, 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 the will and the inclination to do it, but to, 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 to sort of sniff around and try and find out who's coming up and all this. To, except, you know, that's why that prize is so important. I want to go back over that again, yeah. but that is something that I've seen over. I don't know when it when I graduated, like well, I don't know what that is. Eighteen, seventeen years ago, 
So that's all I'm going by as an industry span, not long compared to the legends out there. It's uh, that's the difference. I uh, sort of seem to be more approachable. You know, you could just sort of write to people before and get an answer. Yeah, well, well you still can, but it's a little bit harder maybe to do it. Harder, that's what but I mean. Yeah. Also, because there are more and more people just trying to do exactly what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I've seen people complain about, you know, why even bother submitting to the Red Planet Prize if there's 2,000 entries, okay? Mm. And if you think 2,000 entries is a lot, that's only a percentage of the amount of people in the country who actually want to do, yeah. who are actually trying to do what you're doing. Yeah. It's like somebody told me that there are 30,000 screenwriting graduates a year. That's a lot of students with their portfolios and yeah, cocky attitudes and thinking yeah, that their yeah, yeah. career is going to start. Yeah. And they're all fighting for the same... Well, there's a change to the industry. Maybe. Because, yeah. I mean, when I was at Bournemouth... Oh, uh, when I was at Bournemouth, the, the, the screenwriting degree, which was, I think, the first, started. Yeah. So the change that I've seen is that screenwriting is now a degree. Mm. There's also there's a course... There's one in Bournemouth, obviously, still going. It's one in Southampton now. Mm. Down the road, it's only 30 miles away. Fast replicated across the country. I don't know how many courses there are now. Mm. Uh, and all what's it for? I think that, the, you know, Webber's totally right. Totally right. Common sense says, look at the amount of writing on TV. Look at the number of repeats. Look at the number of uh, cash in the attics that don't require any writing. <laughs> and just, just look, look at, well, hang on a minute. There's no way enough. Mm. There's no way enough. But that's what I come back to. Technology comes and goes, but storytelling stays. You well, can use your screenwriting skills in other things except for TV. <clears throat> here's here's something for you, Tim. Uh, this will blow your mind. Are you ready? Story story wise, how the industry has changed is that films, let's say the film industry, films have got better, but they've got worse. Doesn't really blow <laughs> my mind. So it just blows some cobwebs into my. I mind. was building it up maybe too much. But if you think of say the nineteen seventies. Yes. And the the maverick kind of individual yeah. storytelling going yeah, yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, Steven Spielberg changing all of that. Yeah. Pretty much. And George Lucas. Yeah. And then going into the 80s. Yeah. And then um, the great kind of, when you think of 80s films, you think of maybe John Hughes stuff. Yeah. The stuff that really stands out. Yeah, yeah. And even good action thrillers like 40, Another 48 Hours, Beverly Hills Cop, Die yeah. Hard, things yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So good films. Yeah. But then going into the 90s, a shift in tone in terms of yeah. what films are being made and what films are good, you know, so a little, maybe darker, like Usual Suspects. Yeah, and um, Tarantino yeah, coming and in. Tarantino, and so, yeah. the, you know, stories are evolving. Yeah. Not, maybe not evolving, but the genre and the attitude towards it. Structurally, everything's better. Everything, you know, the Pixar, how they mm. reinvented the whole animation genre, mm. really. Um, and stories now are told to structure precision mm. that we're all very familiar with mm. so they're all very when they work when they get that magic right between character and story and structural precision it's a joy you don't even see the structure mm. but when you see the structure and other things that are just pretty much join the dot storytelling you just become frustrated and annoyed so that's why i mean the films have got better production values are better technology is better um you know if you just think of tonally visually or you know, in terms of colour, how um, films have changed. You know, we've transferred to digital now, which people say that we can't tell the difference. Mm. There is a difference. Mm. Um, so, it's, you know, there's an interesting evolution going on. Well, but that's not the change, is it? I mean, the change is that the sort of the whole low-budget movement, which is kind of scuppered or taken out 
the foundations of the industry in a way. Mm. I mean, I still think back in the day when I was reading my Hey It's 1990 copy of Empire magazine, just to bring that back in, folks, um, you'd still had a kind of Hollywood industry. You still had the film industry. Like, I don't know how myself now, if you see what, if I was nipper now, if I was 16 now, if I would see it quite like that anymore. Now it just feels like there's just a bunch of stuff happening all the time. You know, TV and film, it's almost like the boundaries of those things with HBO and all those guys have merged. You know, what's the cool thing anymore? You know, the, the, that difference was massive before. You had open all hours and die hard or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, like, these were different things. Now, what, what, where, where is it? You know, films are costing less than TV series. And it's all back to front. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, at the minute, I feel it's a state of flux... Or it's going to be like this for a long time in the fact that now kind of like, you know, let's just live with it. The boundaries are moving all the time. Find your own way through it. I mean, I'm happy with that. I'm cool with that. But it's certainly not like it used to be. Can I just say, though, yes. I, mean, I was watching Monkey Business, just a little clip of Monkey Business on mm. the telly the other day, which is a Cary Grant film with Marilyn Monroe in it. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. It's got a zing about it mm. that feels so modern. It's almost like you're talking about that you were going through the 80s, 70s, mm. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, Pixar and everything. And you, just this dialogue was zinging along with just Marilyn Monroe coming, you know, coming in. Can I type, should I type that letter for you, sir? And the guy's like, uh, no, no, I need it done right. You better go and get someone else to do it. And so off she goes out the door and he just turns and goes... See, anyone can type as he watches her ask her out. Now, it's just like, there's only two lines, you know, but it's zinging along. And I'm like, that's as good as any writing today, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so these things come and go. I think just, let's get back to writers. I think if we're, as long as we're writing kind of zingers that are, uh, 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 that are cool and funny and moving stories along and whatever, the question's right from Tom. The industry's changing a lot. But, I think you can find a home for your good work and your interesting stories. It's just that the homes keep moving and changing and things that used to, you'd only used to go to Hollywood for, you could maybe go to the BBC for and you wouldn't go to Film 4 anymore for something. You might even go to Channel 4. Do you know what I mean? All this is kind of mixing up a little bit Well, now. also, tying it back to whatever the question was before and you said the industry seems a bit more closed now. Yeah. In no, we're still on that question, Danny. But we're still doing that. Well, yeah, if, if it's changed now, it's just like the reason why it might seem more closed now is because people are doing a lot more for themselves, which in turn gets the industry's interest. So that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah, the industry yeah, yeah, yeah. can go, well, why should I pick you when you've done nothing? Yeah. And your script might be good, whereas this person has just won an award for their short film or just made their micro low-budget feature yeah. film but has done really well. And that, that's how the system has changed there. Give you a big tick on that, Danny. Yeah, you're totally right, mate. You're totally right. So it's even more passive than normal in terms of, well, who's the latest hot off the block person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in they can be passive. Yeah. Same. So well, you've who, got to be more active. Yeah, yeah. What have you done? Yeah. What can you show me? Yeah. Um, and have, if you've not done anything, why not? Yeah. Great. Great. There's a little bit of a ramble there. I feel yeah. that if we were asked that again, we could do a tighter answer. So sorry about that, folks. We've got a waffle there. Yeah, you weren't going to say anything about that question. I lured you in. 
Yeah, then I couldn't shut me couldn't <laughs> shut myself up. What I to carry Grant? Who cares? Um, tell us a bit about the UK Scriptwriters Podcast. Let's leave that. We did, we did that up front. We did yeah. that. We've done that. Nine. This was something we were going to talk about anyway. What projects are you working on? Actually, we kind of answered answered that uh, at the start. I'm working on an interactive story uh, and quite a lot of um, video editing at the minute. And Danny is working on kids' TV stuff, so we can't say much more than that about anything at the yeah, minute, I'm afraid. Shows, uh, okay, that's number 10 then. Yeah. Last one. Do you have any advice for budding screenwriters? Yeah, listen to all of our podcasts and read our blogs. Well, I've got something controversial to say. Oh dear. Mm. Should I leave the room? You might want to leave the room because I think, and more and more I've thought about it, I'm, I'm becoming increasingly... increasingly convinced, going back to graduates that you don't need or there's a limited benefit now in, in studying at a degree level for screenwriting over the last few years because of the amount of money now. The amount of money in what? Well, if it costs you nine grand a year fees, right. 27 grand, you know, could you spend 27 grand in a better way, Danny? That's what I'm thinking. Mm. So... Uh, which you don't always have the option to, that's not, you can't just do that because you can only get a, a cheap loan. Mm. But, you know, what, what, is it, is it worth it? I'm not sure. I'm not sure now. Someone could well, I'm gonna, easily uh, convince me back the other way. Well, yeah. But at the minute. It depends I'm, I'm, on who you are and your situation, I think. Because if the 20, 20 year old me, 21 year old me, yeah. had the chance of doing the 27 grand film yeah. school. I would do that. Not film school, Danny. But, you know, I'm just saying film school. It's like yeah, but the screenwriting. Just, screenwriting screen, just screenwriting. I, still, I would do it if I, right. you know, if I could find a way to afford it because I don't have the knowledge I do now. I don't have the experience. I don't have the maturity. Hmm. And so something like that would really help me in terms of structure. I'm not talking about structure and screenwriting. Structure in terms of learning and um, giving you a, um, a, what's the word, routine and hmm. regimen to follow. and. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. finding your own groove then in terms of what you like to write and how you're yeah. going to do it. So, so for somebody young mm. and perhaps a bit, you know, because I still get questions every day. How do I become a screenwriter? Which I find the most ridiculous question on earth, really. But I think beyond that, yeah. you know, there is maybe a subtext in, in, a, in terms of how do I actually break through as a screenwriter yeah. rather than how do I become a screenwriter. Yeah, but I think you can come out of the degree... And still have that question, Danny. Completely. Absolutely. So that's not helped you at all, has it? All you've got is a knowledge of... Well, that's I, I'm being a cynic here. I, I understand. I'm being a cynic, folks, deliberately to provoke Danny into the discussion, right? But but you've come away with... You've got an understanding of nine-act structure and what have you and this, that and the other, okay? And you've, you've written some scripts. That's good. And, you know, they've been um, worked on with people that know their onions obviously because we know the guys that teach some of these things you know they they really know their stuff so i'm not saying anything about that but that's what you've got mm. you've got you know you've got your scripts a bit of theory is there not another way that you could have got that for less money well people just want to people just want to help people don't trust their own themselves enough i know to figure things out but i know but i mean you go to the screenwriters festival it's only 300 quid isn't it yeah, and that's great. You but know. I mean, the one thing, when I speak at screenwriting degree 
yeah. places. That's what I bring up is all the practical stuff. Mm. It's just like, yeah, forget about you yeah. know, all you know, the stuff you're learning is great. But I'm gonna tell you how you're gonna actually earn money. Yeah. Or what you should be doing yeah. right now kind of thing. Yeah. And it just cuts through some of the pretentious or theory yeah, 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 yeah. bullcrap just to say, listen, you just gotta be savvy and you gotta yeah. crack on. I'll tell you why my, my view has changed over the last couple of years. It's because of that amount of money, right? It's such a large amount. Mm -hmm. But quite rightly, students are demanding the best uh, advice to get the most out of that course. So subconsciously this has now turned into a kind of not how do I become not let me go to university learn some stuff expand my mind get me to think about writing in a different way meet some cool peeps work on some interesting things obviously there are people still doing this you know what I mean but you know it's becoming less about that too I've paid this how do I get a first so now we've just got people chasing false targets because you can be you can get a first probably and never be heard of again and it doesn't you know what I mean it's not like winning the red planet prize getting the first it's well, like it's nowhere near it it's nothing like ex it execs and producers certainly don't care about your what no but this what is what it's become because if it's not about that why have I spent this money so I'm thinking it's going down a funny little cul-de-sac at the minute mm -hmm. where it's becoming of itself so the reason that you go to study a degree is to get a degree well hang on a minute, does that move me forward into being a better, better storyteller? I don't know if it has. Mm. And this is just because of that amount of money is put in the, You know, you, you're in that much debt, you want you want results, mate. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe it's changed because of fees more than anything else, your argument. Because, That's what I'm saying. Because we still, you know, there's a lot of working and successful writers who have come from screenwriting school. Yeah. And, you know... Um, students that we've met who've gone yeah, on to totally. work in the biz so you know totally. the, the knowledge all helps yeah but it does come down to the person really yeah um, and your talent um, and I'm surprised it hasn't been picked up so because I could see there being a fantastic like you and me have, uh, both do sometimes one day courses mm -hmm. screenwriters festival three days jolly <laughs> in the nicest way you know mm. what I mean fun times barrage of information right uh at the other hand then you've got kind of uh you've got your ma's one year and, and you've got your degrees three years i'm surprised there's not something in the middle ground um not uh, not for people that are ready for an arista course type two week on your script mm. but just a kind of two months three months four months type thing but I think you could get a lot of information through into someone in that amount of time and not burden them with so much debt. Yeah, well... I'm surprised someone, no one's seen that market because I think that that would be what... That, to me, is all you need to really get some stuff into your head that would last you forever as a writer. Yeah. And you could write a feature in that time too. Well, yeah. You could do all these things. But, as I say, some people just need that either... Um, it's like having a deadline. Hmm. It's like you'll you'll write to a deadline, but if you don't have it, you'll end up procrastinating. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, so yeah. the analogy is, you know, going to screenwriting school or not. If I don't go, I won't write anything. Mm. If I do, I will come out with with at least three scripts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's obviously something wrong in that kind of equation in terms of if that's if that's what it takes for you. Yeah. But at the same time, there it's still a yeah. valid kind of. 
what was the question again? Do you have any advice? Right, so it was kind of non-advice because it was like kind of... <laughs> I'm wondering about it. You're right. So a conclusion from that is think about how you want to learn screenwriting and what is best for you. Don't just do what you see other people doing. Find a way forward for you dependent upon your age, experience and temperament. Yes. Okay, great. Well, I would have we got any that. other advice? I would agree on that in terms of, yeah, there are, you know, there's plenty of kind of good advice and guidelines, but there are no rules how you do anything. In fact, mm. I've made mistakes in terms of you think the industry works in a certain way mm. because you've read about it so much and these are, the yeah, yeah, yeah. these are the stories that are being shared back to you. Yeah. So you behave in that way and then you get criticised or burned for it mm. because you've actually been a bit naive or, yeah, 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 yeah. you know. And my, I'll tell you what though, but my number one bit of advice is James Moran's bit of advice as uh, in episode 8A. Was it 8A? But whatever. Uh, and uh, which was just do it. Mm. And and uh, just to recap that story very quickly, folks, he was talking about, you know, he had a full-time job and then he'd come home and he'd try and write an hour or whatever, you know, every night. And uh, no excuses to himself, just do it. And I think... Uh, I think that is the advice, because it's easy to put it off, isn't it? Completely. And to convince yourself that it's a waste of time, or you shouldn't be doing it, or you just don't have mm. the right mindset to get get into an hours of writing. Mm. And, you know. I think my last bit of advice, it sums up the changing industry and all those other things we talked about, Red Planet or whatever, is actually to keep an open mind on where you see your money coming from as a mm. writer. It doesn't just have to be writing those... TV doesn't have to just be specs. There's all these other types of writing out there, folks, where you, they need your skills in clarity, in what's interesting, in great characters. You know, there's lot, lot, lots of times when that's needed from the, kind of the advertising industry, games industry, writing novels. You know, you, you keep an open mind on your writing opportunities, I think. Yeah. It's because... The industries are changing, as we've concluded. Completely. You've got to keep an open mind on where the opportunities are. Mm -hmm. That's it. Very good. Well, there are ten questions, ten rambling answers. So, Tom, you've got... <laughs> That's you, your own fault, Tom. You've, you've got a job transcribing <laughs> now. He's probably... He's listening in his, on his earphones, transcribing this, going, yeah, you sons of... Mm. <laughs> um, I'd spell that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so thanks for that, and thanks for... Um, Thanks for con your continued listenership, listeners. Yeah. Because otherwise we wouldn't be doing it. No. Uh, the, U uh, the European Podcast Award updates. We came fifth this year. Yeah. So down three from last year. We were runners-up in the I UK personality. You, you're probably thinking I didn't vote because we forgot to really sort of mention it. Well, we often. did, but we didn't really plug it. We didn't really plug it. Really... We can't. Uh, no. But we're it, not very good at uh, but I, <laughs> promoting But I think, I think your votes really helped to kind of get us considered. Because that, oh, yeah. that's how their kind of equation works. Yeah. So yeah. it's the initial votes that pushes oh, yeah. in front of the jury. Oh, yeah. If you don't get enough votes, they don't even look at it. So we get enough votes to be considered by the jury. So thank you for that. That's really yeah. great. Otherwise, you know, I think we just knock this on the head and go for a drink every month instead. Which we should mm, probably, we should do, probably anyway. do that anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. Um, I'm going to plug a course. Oh, yeah, you must. Yeah, um, in May, I'm doing this course called How to Make a Web... TV series, or even why you should make a web TV series, and I'm doing it with Dave Cohen, who's a writer and comic, uh, best known for kind of doing the little ditties for horrible, horrible histories and um, a lot of radio comedy. 
Um, but I've done a few comedy, or not, uh, just web series in general. Uh, Sophia's Diary from a few years ago. Oh God, I which, forgot which was an official one for Sony and Bebo. And last year I did my own uh, Liquid Lunch. But there's been a knock-on benefit of each. And also, I mean, you know quite a lot about putting your stuff online. Oh, yeah. So we're just going to be talking about why you should do it, what's involved, um, and what you can gain from it. So it's a one-day course coming up in May. If you're interested, if you want to check out the details, just visit my uh, website at dennystack.com and you'll find all the details there. Anything you want to plug in? No. 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 You will do. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I will next time. That's one plug's enough. No. So we're, yeah, we'll wrap it up. We've probably gone over a half hour. In fact, I see 48 minutes. Oh, not again. No, no. Well, yeah, oh gosh, yes, it is. Mm. Right. Okay, so uh, keep in touch. UKScriptwriters at hotmail.com. Yeah. UKScriptwriters.pondomatic.com is the homepage. Find us on iTunes. Twitter, Find us Facebook. on Twitter Excuse and Facebook. Facebook. UKScriptwriters. Well, UKScriptwriters everywhere. Yeah. We're not on Reddit, though, yet. Uh, that's it folks alright so see you soon thank you bye bye